Welcome to the first episode of the Motorsport of the Americas podcast. Uh, we're getting started off in the month of January with some great interviews with a couple of different drivers and some team owners. Uh, our, our first one is with Victor Gonzalez Jr. Uh, his team, VGRT, will be competing in the Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, with a two-car entry in, in 2024. So we had a great chance to sit down with Victor and uh, hear about you know his, his long career as a driver, his transition uh, into you know just driving into then also running a team uh, had a pretty chaotic 2023 season that you get to hear about. Uh, and you also get to hear about his plans uh, for a, a two car lineup in the Mission Pilot Challenge in 2024, which will be a first for him and his team. Uh, so again, really had a, a great interview with with Victor, and uh, you know that's our that's our first one up for this year. We've got several other interviews uh, you know that we are recording or in the process of recording in the coming weeks. Uh, so we hope you enjoy this one. And, you know, we certainly hope you come back and uh, enjoy all the rest that we have to come after that. Uh, you know, we're also working on some co-hosts and, and guests. Uh, we'll be doing some, some shows that'll just kind of keep track of, of all the different racing series, uh, you know, taking place in America, you know, in particular IndyCar, IMSA, you know, all the, all the support series that go along with an IMSA weekend. Uh, and then of course, you know, we'll also be keeping track of American, interests in uh in f1 f2 and f3 there's uh there's three drivers between f2 and f3 uh for the united states this year obviously logan Sargent uh will be back in f1 with williams for a second season and haas f1 continues to uh to exist and in, in some shape or form uh is the only american team competing in f1 and we had a bit of big news this week that has been I think anyone that follows motorsport in any capacity has probably heard that Guther Steiner uh, is out at Haas F1. Uh, Gene Haas did not renew his contract uh, for 2024. It kind of came as a bit of a surprise to to Guther and uh, and just about everybody else. You know, he's obviously a pretty popular figure. Uh, he's been featured heavily on Drive to Survive ever since it started. You know, he's has a very outgoing character and, and is always happy to speak his mind. And, you know, it's always been really enjoyable to to have him as part of following along with Haas because sometimes when you follow Haas, there's, there's really not too much to get excited about uh, besides whatever Guthrie had to say that weekend. You know, the team struggled very much in 2023, as, as anyone who follows F1 is aware of. You know, they, they finished all the way down in P10, and 10 out of 10 is, is not where you want to be. And Gene seems to think that... Uh, you know, the best way to forward is to, to have somebody else in charge of the team. Uh, there's been a lot of debate, uh, you know, on online, on, on YouTube, uh, you know, on, on Substack, uh, you know, f from people kind of trying to figure out, well, you know, who's really to blame here? Is it is it Gunther and uh, his direction of the team? Is it Gene? And, you know, Gene isn't putting in the, the type of money that you need to put into an F1 team. And so uh, only time will tell and then probably won't be 2024. You know, there's not too much that we're going to be able to tell about Haas. And, uh, you know, is it Gene's investment or was it Gunther's leadership? Uh, because most of what's in place for 2024 would have been put in place uh, when Gunther was was still with the team. Uh, so we'll have to kind of wait and see how things go. Uh, the, only, the only good thing is, is unless an 11 team comes in, there's really there's nowhere further down to go than where they've been the last couple of years. And as we saw, uh, you know, with Williams last year, Williams took a big step forward and was able to, you know, see some progress last year and be interesting to see how that continues into 2024. Uh, we do have a link in the in the episode notes to a, a great interview 
on Sky Sports F1 with with Guther Steiner. Uh, he talks a little bit about you know his perspective, and I, I think he he alluded to the fact that maybe their their approach that originally worked in 2016. Uh, you know, getting as much as they possibly can in terms of parts and powertrain from Ferrari, and then having Delara, uh, you know, build a chassis for them. That that may have been something that worked uh, in F1 when they first started, maybe through 2019. But but he seems to think that uh, a different path forward is required. So you know, maybe that's the the source of him and Gene's disagreements. Gene pretty clearly said that the results you know aren't aren't acceptable, and and it needs to be uh, it, it need, they need to improve. And he seems to think that uh, you know again his his investment level the way they go about doing things, uh, he thinks that's the way to go. Whereas it's, it sounds like uh, Gunther feels like look all these other teams are investing where they can invest, uh, you know outside the budget cap. You know the budget cap at F1 doesn't include uh, everything the teams can spend money on. It's an operating uh, budget. So there seems to be infrastructure areas of investment uh, that you know. Gene doesn't want to seem to put put the money, or maybe they don't have the money uh, to push in those directions. Whereas Gunther alluded to the fact that you know, look, the way the way F one is now, if you're going to compete, this is just simply the the cost of doing business. Um, so so we'll see, we'll see how that works out. You know, the F one season's still a little ways away, uh, and then of course a lot of people will also be excited to see uh, you know Logan Sargent get a second season with Williams. That was up for debate all the way right until the end of the season. Um, he certainly had his ups and downs in his his rookie season. Rookies having a tough first year in F one is is you know is is not a new thing. It's all exclusive to to Logan. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he can if he can close the gap between himself and his teammate Alex Albon uh, in twenty twenty four as you know the the only American driver uh, in F one. So anyway, with that, yeah, I talked a little bit about uh, Haas, and you know this, we'll touch on these types of things that again might be. Uh, you know, news that kind of pops up in between these interviews, but the the main feature today is again the uh, the interview with Victor Gonzalez Jr. Uh, we sat down with him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was down in his his team's base down in Florida after a short winter break uh, with his with his family down in Puerto Rico, uh, which is where he hails from. So we'll uh, we'll move on to that interview, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. And then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more on the other side. Okay, we're here with Victor Gonzalez, Jr. from Victor Gonzalez Racing Team. Uh, Victor's been kind enough to to join us and uh, talk a little bit about you know his progression, his career to date, uh, how his 2023 season went, and uh, what you can look forward to from him and his team uh, out on the track in 2024. Uh, so, so with that, Victor just want to say uh, again, really appreciate you taking some time to to come on and talk to us today. And uh, you know, how how are things going so far? How was your holiday season? Yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, it's vacation is over, so let's go back to the grind. Uh, I'm first day back at the shop, uh, and so all the guys are here working. Uh, yeah, the holidays sometimes when we got we finished at fatigue in October, and now we're back. Uh, vacations are not too long; they're short, but. And love to enjoy the family time for sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, how you know, everyone calls it the off season. Is it, how much of an off season do you, do you really get? You know, you get two or three weeks, or is it just kind of one ends and kind of blends into the next? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, let's call it 
few weeks. That's that's all we get because, I mean, as soon as the fatigue is over, now we have to plan to get back to the roar. And but yeah, it's it's a non-stop off season for us. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it. There's still plenty of you know. Still see plenty of stuff coming out about you know testing and new drivers and and trying to kind of sort all that stuff out. Um, and, and where where are you based out of? Are you able to go uh, back to Puerto Rico during the off season or? or you... Yeah, 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 yeah. I was back in PR uh, to enjoy Thanksgiving and be with uh, with my family, my wife, the kids. Uh, but I'm back in Orlando. We're based uh, the race team is based in Saint Cloud, Florida, Orlando. Oh, okay. Okay, that, that makes sense. It's, it's somewhat close to home, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's like taking the bus. Uh, it's like two-hour, forty-five-minute flight. And I'm here today, but I'm flying back tomorrow because my anniversary is the fourth, and I cannot miss that. And then I'll be back at the shop. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. From from what I understand, those are not good things to miss. They want to make sure. No, 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 <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, twenty twenty three. Obviously, uh, you know, the calendar just just wrapped up. But you know, how did uh, you know? First of all, you know, where where were you racing uh, in twenty twenty three? You're yourself and 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 the team all together. Yeah, twenty twenty three was the big challenge for everybody. VGRT. We run multiple series. We did a total of forty races. Between IMSA, um, uh, we have four Toyotas at the Gear Cup, and we run three Hondas uh, at SRO with TC America. And yeah, it was it was too much for sure. Uh, <laughs> I think mentally and healthy was not healthy. You know, it, it just took so much time out of my life, which when I was in my 20s or early 30s, I didn't care because we flew a lot between the races, especially when I was doing my NASCAR stand between going to the races, testing, and going to the teams. But I preferred to be home more time. So that's why this year on 24, we're going to run just IMSA, just committed there. Yeah, that, I mean, that certainly makes a lot of sense. That's one thing that it, it... I, I always find really uh, impressive about anyone that that is you know is committed to a racing team is just the just that the travel is is really quite incredible. Um, you know you've got to yeah. How do you how do you manage you know or how did you manage anyway having you know that that many cars? I mean, were they always in the same place every weekend or were there places where you know times where you kind of felt like you uh, you need to be in three places at the same time? Yeah, I mean between. It gets too much between when when we were down the race weekend at SRO, they were running at that time seven cars. I was after every practice, I was on the Toyota practice, then move on to a TC America practice, then go back to Toyota practice, and then go back to TC America practice. Uh, and yeah, I was not driving, but I'm connected with every driver, what they need, what they want, talk to the series, talk to the stewards, and it was too much. And then I. I I mean, you you can bring people to help you, but at the end of the day, you're the ones making the decisions, you know? Um, but I did it to prove a point that we can run multiple programs. And at one point, the team was running in Wisconsin, Gordon Marquette, and the other part of the team was Nashville uh, with the IndyCar team, the IndyCar race. And, but we did it. So 
we know that we can run multiple programs, uh, but that's it. Like it's, it's, I will not do it again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, did you think one of the three was, was, uh, you know, a, a bigger, bigger success than the other two or, you know, how did, how did it kind of go, you know, re, you know, uh, results wise? I mean, for us, I believe it's key for us because IMSA on the touring car side is the top in the United States because of the Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. TC uh, America, we come into that because we started there in 2019 and we run a Japanese driver, his name's Dayu Shihara, which we won three races with him. Uh, and yeah, but our focus is in Trimsa. I mean, right now, that's where we're going to be. As you said, you're running two cars in the Michelin Pilot Challenge in, in 2024. Is that uh, is that something you've done before in the Michelin Pilot Cup, or is this your first time running multiple cars in that in that series? Yeah, it will be our first time running two cars in, in the Pilot Challenge. I mean, but the way IMSA run the series is so... I mean, it just makes everything more easy uh, for us because it's just the protocol that you have to keep running. Uh, and it just, the atmosphere is good. And I mean, we really enjoy being named the pattern. Yeah, it seems pretty exciting. You know, that's the thing, too, for people that maybe have never watched an IMSA you know, weekend before that you know, between all the practices and qualifyings and different, it seems like there's there's cars out on the track, you know, almost all the time and, and all the different, uh, you know, all the different series that run there. Is that, you know, if if you have any downtime on a weekend, uh, is that a part of it that you enjoy that there's, you know, there's all these different types of cars out on the track all the time? I mean, we don't have, for for people to realize, when we were, when we were going to the race weekend, it's a job, you know? So we're just concentrating being there, uh, past tech, go through practices. After the practice over, we're going back to the hotel to go rest. And uh, because it's just compacted in two days. Between when getting there, uh, unload, put everything together, go race and leave. Because weather tech always race on Sunday. Um, we mainly race on Saturday other than the endurance races that we go and race Fridays. Sure, sure. No, yeah, that makes sense. I guess, yeah, I guess if you're, yeah, if you're there to work, you might not, yeah, uh, notice everything else that's going on. Uh, so how, you know, how does 2024 look in terms of your, your driver lineup? Are you going to be, uh, driving again this year and, and, you know, who else, uh, who else will be joining with you? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be back this year with Tyler Gonzalez. We got that sorted out. Uh, and on the second car, we're going to have a young kid. He's a good driver. He's, he's just 18, like uh, two weeks ago. His name is Morgan Burkhardt. And he's going to be driving with uh, Julian Santero, one of the top drivers from Argentina that we're going to bring uh, to race with us in the States uh, at Daytona. Oh, okay. And you said Tyler Gonzalez, is that someone that's driven for you uh, before, or is this his first time? No, yeah, he was with, with us last year, 23. Uh, but I know Tyler and his dad since 19, you know, and the, and the kid, he, he's a talent, you know, he's, he's a star. And you can see he won the Jeter Cup last year in 23. He dominated the series. And I mean, we're lucky to have him uh, racing with us. Sure. I hope uh, we could have a good crack for the championship with him and 
after that, I mean, I see that kid going to NASCAR. So we'll see. Yeah, is that something that you that you talk about if you're if you're talking about you know talking with a prospective driver, uh, you know where they you know where their ultimate ambitions lie? Is that kind of something that you're? Is that kind of come up in the discussion where you know if they're gonna if they're gonna race for you this year, you know what they're looking to do kind of like further down the road, or is it is it more just kind of a, a year to year kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, as this year progresses, yes, we want to. I want to do more long-term things, uh, but this year for sure, 24 for us, just focusing on on doing good performance, trying to get back to the winner circle, and those opportunities will create that mentality that we're looking for uh, later for more drivers. And we're helping Clark Williams too, who won the championship in TC America and the TC class. So I believe that. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to help every every talent that I that I know that they need help. I mean, but we can do so much, you know. Uh, budgets are really tight, and we just on racing. You just have to race smart, and you need to spend really, really smart if if you want to keep going. Yeah. So, so when you say that because I've seen that kind of come up before that you know your 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 budget is is on the smaller side. Um, you know, for the Mission Pilot Challenge, you know what? You know how much how much more of a challenge does that really create for you guys? Is that you know is, is that just mean that you know you have a smaller team and there's there's kind of a, a heavier workload for everybody to go around? You know, it's it it, it you know, just kind of how does what what do you think is the biggest difference between a, say a smaller budget team and a team that you know is maybe a bigger budget team in the same series? I mean, yeah, having more budget, it it. it, it less headaches for sure uh you have to be more inventive um but i've got i I, mean, I got i got a great group of guys you know working with us and they love what we're doing um because yes it's the job but and you really love what you're doing you don't see it as as a job you saying more as a hobby i'm i'm living my life doing my dream which all my mechanics, pretty much 90% of my crew, 95% is static. And I love giving the opportunity to bring them here in the States and race on a high level. And so far, they have performed amazing, you know? And you can see, like, my, my guys on the pit stops are one of the fastest crews on every stop. So that shows that they're doing their job right. Yeah, I was gonna say to, to to put in all that, you know, to put in all the travel and and do all that, you know, you you've got to really enjoy, um, you know, you've got to really enjoy being a part of being a part of the team, uh, you know, to to you know to put those long hours in and and all the travel, um, and, and you touched on having, you know, just what everyone involved with your team is, uh, you know, is is Hispanic. Is that is that something? Have you seen more? Hispanic people get involved over the course of your career, or or do you sometimes feel like maybe you're the you're the only guy given uh, given Hispanics that type of opportunity? I mean, not enough. You know, I that's one of the things I'm always. I've been talking uh, with uh, Joe Dunan, the president of Names. He's a great guy, by the way. I mean, we uh, a couple of weeks ago we we have a good talk. And we're trying 
that's why I'm bringing Julian Santero to our second car, you know, uh, because I want to grow the Hispanic side because the market is good. There's so much opportunities and the race fans are really loyal, you know, uh, but we have to do more. I mean, by me doing this, it's not enough. I mean, we, we need more support. We need more support from the series. Um, yes, we need more support to get more sponsors. Um, it's a book. I mean, you have to be really careful how you set things, you know? Sure. Uh, but definitely, I'm trying to do my part. And the same as everybody with your team, my partner, you know, uh, well, Ruben Inglés is my partner in the team and my wife is part uh, of the organization too. So you put a lot of stress between everybody because we spend, we feel like we're the only ones carrying the flag right now and carrying that weight. But hopefully things will change. Uh, but we're working, we're focus to get these uh, to the next level so yeah because i mean your 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 own driving career i i you know i i would imagine that you know i, I think you were the you, you were the first or the only um puerto rican driver to to make it all the way to the top three levels of, of nascar um you know so you know going if you think back to the beginning of your career you know there were there kind of challenges that you faced along the way that, that you, you know, is that, is that kind of what you're trying to do now is kind of try and smooth that road a little bit for, you know, for a, a young driver that might've been in the same situation that you were in when you were younger? No, I mean, my, when I got into, it was, when I got into the NASCAR uh, aspect, it was not easy because, I mean, if you can, how many Hispanics have raced NASCAR? in any of the three top levels. They're really, I don't know, they can fit in one both hands and we got <laughs> some fingers left. Right, right, right. You know, uh, nobody's tough. It's, it's a really competitive environment. I learned a lot in that business and I met a lot of good, good, good friends. Uh, it made me a better driver and not a businessman for sure because we start drivers at the end. We're not, we're not smart enough because we try to keep getting money for racing, you know. Um, but it's it's a great industry. It's it's a you need to be passionate of what we're doing, you know, because you can pay the ultimate price because you're driving at fast speeds, but the the. The feeling that you get when you're in the race car and when you get out and you see the fans and make a difference to people on the track, you know, like, like in the past year, 23, I met this kid, Luca, he's 10, he's blind. And he make an impact in my life more than I can make an impact in his, you know? Uh, but those are the beautiful moments that awesome in this industry is in industry we get and that's why i love it that's why i'm still here yeah i mean it's there's got to be some sort of right like passion that kind of keeps driving you on um you know is it is that something that you've ever thought about is you know you kind of take it one year at a time of you know how many how many more years are 
are you yourself gonna gonna you know jump in the seat and and go out and race or is that you know what is that is it kind of a long-term thing or you just kind of go year by year yeah i mean right now i don't see i might do two more years that's it i don't know it depends of i mean i just want to get the team rolling on the right direction and i think quality between we all doing all everything that we were doing we took that focus off uh and so i said hey let's get back to the rails and our direction is to grow an inside and show that we're one of the top teams so and then we already showed that we can win there and so let's go into it again yeah sure sure and and you know at what point in your career as a driver did, did this really you know, did you really decide that this is what you wanted to do, that you wanted to add, uh, you know, the, the, the team owner aspect on top? You know, like you said, I'm sure the demands of just being a driver are are, are pretty substantial. Uh, you know, was there a, a, just a moment in time or, or just kind of slowly came to the realization that, you know, this was really what you thought the next step for you was? I mean, uh, I did, on 2019, I did the change to do, do the team because I was tired of, working for the people you know because at the end of the day when something goes wrong and the rope gets cut you're the one getting cut you know <laughs> so i was done i was like I i'm done with that so i want to build up a team and we started in 2019 so people realized on a really small trailer we ran a pickup and i got it sometimes my brother gave me his pickup truck it was me and my mechanic just two of us and we go, we were winning races with just two guys. It was crazy. And we drove, I don't know, like 30,000 miles in total. Uh, between him and I driving to Portland, to California. Uh, but, but that's the commitment that you need to start without breaking the bank. Like we were running on really, really tight budget. And from there, everything grows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And what is it? You know, what, what do you? You know, ultimately, what do you? Um, you know, what do you enjoy the most? What's your? What's your? You've kind of touched on some of the other things that that you really enjoy. But you know, when it, when it comes down to it, you know, what is really your? You know, is there one particular thing about? You know, being involved in this sport in the way that you are that that uh, it really kind of stands out to you the most more than anything. I mean, I I, I love sport. I've been doing for so long, you know, and I don't. I mean, I don't know if I can be a nine to five guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would avoid it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, and, and and you know, so many people along the way, uh, like people need to realize we see each sometimes they seem see more than your own family because we see them week in, week out, week in, week out. It, we're a moving circus. That, that's what we are. And I love seeing the same people and having the same conversations. And and yes, when when I hang my helmet, yeah, for sure, I got to uh, miss it. But the only good part is I, I'm going to be in my house more time, which I miss it too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. I, I think that's really kind of the, probably the challenge, right, is trying to balance trying to balance those those two passions out, you know, Um and uh, so, so I get you know so in uh, the Mission Pilot Challenge you you start to work with uh, 
Brian Hurd of Autosport yeah. uh, last season, and, and is that going to continue into 2024? And, and you know, kind of what is what does that partnership look like, and 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 how does that you know kind of how does that help you out? Yeah, I mean, I, I love working with Brian, you know, and Brian Hurd of Autosport has been great with us. They 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 see us as uh, we. We bring something to the organization as as for Hyundai is. Uh, and yeah, I love working with them. And Brian, we, I talk with Brian like this past week, we have been to, on the phone. So I know he's going, he's going to go to Puerto Rico to drink some pina coladas in the next couple of weeks. But uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's a good guy. I mean, honestly, he's a good guy and we love working with, with them. It's, they're they have a greater organization. They they're they're way bigger than what we are. Uh and I'm trying to learn from them. And I mean you learn any new things every day. And when you stop learning, you better stop racing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh okay, well uh, Victor, I think that's uh you know that's pretty much all I all I have for you. Um, you know, again, really appreciate you uh T- taking the time and you know when is the when, when is the first race this season yeah we're we're getting ready to be uh, Daytona for 16 I guess because the roar and then the week after we got our weekend in Daytona uh, for the 24 hour weekend uh, we raced on Friday on the Michigan Pilot Challenge race and yeah that's, that's our first stop that's that's how the creek crumbles and uh, how how long is that? How long is that that first race, the 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 first pilot challenge one? Wow, it's between the roar and everything. We'll be there two weeks. It's uh, it's long weeks. It, it's but it's it's, it's our. They don't have something that we love because it has a lot of Latinos that go to see the race, a lot. <laughs> and uh, the crowds, that's our Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying on the. Uh, on the Michigan Pilot Challenge, but it's two weeks there, and but we enjoy it. I mean, it, it's the first race in the season. Then we'll go there in March. We'll be in Sebring. Is is that one in Daytona? Is that your is that your favorite stop of the season, or is there there's somewhere else that uh, that you look forward to more than that one? Yeah, I mean Daytona. I love Daytona. You know, uh, we haven't been able. We should have won it last year, and we got a mechanical. But uh, I mean, I think we got the right combination. It just, it's a four-hour race. You need to finish the race. And that's the thing in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. It's not just going fast. You, you just need the strategy and, and putting everything together uh, to make it to the end. So, yeah, I love Daytona. Uh, and we're going to be back in mid-Ohio uh, this year, too. So I'm glad for that. Uh, and... I mean, every time that I go to a track, I, I smile because I'm doing what I love. Uh, so I love every track, but Daytona for me is the highlight. Yeah, yeah. Are there any tracks where uh, maybe you don't smile as much? Maybe you feel like you've always kind of had bad luck, or is it you, you find that the bad luck just kind of spreads itself out, and is there not anywhere in particular where it pops up? I don't like Lime Rock, I can tell you. <laughs> it, it's it's a nice track you know and everything but i just we have never get along never so uh, but they're out of the schedule so i'm not oh, gonna you know yeah yeah 
Um, I've been high is back and, and I like being higher, but yeah, my program and I never have gotten along since, since I was there with Skip Barber. So, uh, I guess, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, people, it's a great track. It just, I don't get along. There's something happening. Yeah, there's something about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sure. That, yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, well, look, we hope that, uh, you know, we hope that you do really well uh, when you get started in Daytona and, and hopefully that continues. And, uh, you know, if we have you back uh, later on in the season to kind of see how you're doing and see how things are going, uh, you know, it'd be great to, to get an update from you, uh, you know, somewhere down the road. And, and uh, but again, you know, hopefully everything gets off to a great start for you uh, in a couple of weeks time uh, down in Daytona. Sure. Sure. And then thank you again for the opportunity and yeah, just, I'll be back. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Victor. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Victor. It was great to talk with him, and we uh, we talked a little bit. Uh, before and after the the recording itself, and you know, he shared uh, a lot about just all, all all the stuff that goes into you know getting getting a team out on track. You know, when we when we watch on TV or even when we go to a race, uh, you know, I don't think we always get to see you know just just everything that goes into just the logistics of you know getting all the drivers, the cars, the equipment uh, where it needs to go. You know, he had some he had some pretty interesting stories that he shared uh, about trying to have you know three different teams running in three different series and having to send a truck from Florida, uh, you know, all the way to California, turn around, come all the way back to Florida, drop off, you know, one set of uh, cars and parts, load it back up, and then drive all the way back out to California again. Uh, you know, so, you know, the amount of money that, that they spend on, you know, just, just diesel just to get the cars to where they need to go, uh, you know, it's it's, uh, it's 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 pretty impressive. Anyone that really decides to, to get into motorsport and trying to compete in this series especially one that stretches, you know, all the way across the United States, you know, 3,000 miles this way, 3,000 miles that way. You know, you know, he talked about, you know, I think he had a quick turnaround where he had to be in California one weekend, and then he had to find his way all the way over to Watkins Glen, New York, uh, the weekend after that. Uh, so, again, just takes a, a lot of dedication, uh, you know, to, to do what he does and provide the opportunities that he provides, uh, you know, for not just his drivers, but, but all the people that work with him. Uh, so we'll, we'll hope to hear back from him again. Uh, he said he was, you know, happy to come on again in the middle of the season and uh, and let us know how his season's going. And if you want to keep track of that uh, along the way, you know, in the uh, the episode links, you can see that we'll have a, a link to uh, Victor Gonzalez, you know, have a link to his Twitter uh, or his, his X account, his Instagram. And then we'll also have a link to the Michelin Pilot Challenge website itself where you can see the entire schedule uh, and you can see you know uh, where and when you can you can watch the races on on tv uh, most of the races are available on peacock uh, so i don't think any of them are actually on you know nbc or, or traditional cable channel uh, but most of the races are on peacock and, and imsa uploads all of their races onto their youtube channel uh, after the races themselves take place yeah, and the first race uh, for the Mission Pilot Challenge and, and Victor will be on Friday, January 26th uh, at 1.30 p.m. So if you can catch that or catch it after, uh, you can check in and, and see how uh, VGRT gets off, uh, to, you know, gets off to a good start hopefully this season and, uh, and see where they go from there. And, you know, if this is, is 
a series that you've never checked out before, you know, it's uh, if it's something that you think sounds interesting and, and you want to kind of check it out, uh, there's a great video that we're also going to link to uh, in the episode notes from Off in the S's. Off in the S's is a YouTube channel. Uh, that, that covers IMSA uh, more in-depth than, than any other channel I've come across. And uh, he has a great video that explains uh, the Michelin Pilot Challenge. And uh, if, you check out, if you check out that uh, that YouTube channel as well, you'll also see that he covers uh, all the different IMSA series that uh, they'll be taking place this year. And he kind of gives a, you know, what type of cars they are. You know, they're, they're touring cars, GT4, GT3, LMP2, and, and a little bit of the differences between all those different types of cars. And that's one thing too about the you know the IMSA weekends are you know they're just they're just full of of racing from start to finish you know, whether it's qualifying uh, you know the actual races themselves some of the series run you know a couple of forty minute races you know over over one weekend uh, and then of course you know the main um, you know the main races can sometimes go as as long as twenty four hours uh, so it's it's really uh, interesting there's lots of different drivers lots of different cars out on track. And uh, also, if, if you're looking at actually going to an IMSA weekend itself, um, when you look at everything that you get to watch over the course of two or three days uh, and the cost that goes along getting a ticket in there, uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty good deal. You know, it, we hear a lot about, you know, how expensive the, uh, the F1 races are, you know, particularly in, in Las Vegas and down in Miami. Uh, you know, this, this, I think you get a lot more for, for what you're paying for. Uh, to make your way down to a track for a weekend. Uh, so again, so be sure to check out uh, Victor Gonzalez on on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Michelin Pilot Challenge website uh, and check out that video as well from Off in the S's uh, to learn a little bit more about the Michelin Pilot Challenge and, and see if it's something that uh, that you take an interest in. And, and hopefully you do. And and you know we uh, we hope Victor gets off to a good start and we'll have lots of good things to talk about uh, when we hear from him again later on in the season over the summer. And uh, you know, next week we uh, we have another another young uh, another driver, uh, Sally Mott. She's a young driver from Texas. She's getting ready to compete in a full season with the Mazda MX-5 Cup. Uh, so you get to hear her story. And uh, you know, she had a, a a pretty crazy 2023 herself. That seems to be a theme of uh, uh, the people that we've been able to get on the show so far. Uh, she had a pretty uh, you know pretty successful 2023, and that's put her in a great position. Uh, to hopefully follow that up in 2024. And the Mazda MX-5 Cup is another uh, IMSA series. Uh, you know, they, they, they do the support races uh, for all the for all the bigger uh, IMSA events that you, you know, may be a little bit more familiar with. So that's our that's our guest next week. Uh, another great interview. And, and Sally had a really unique perspective and, and a lot to share. Uh, so if you enjoyed Victor, I'm sure you'll enjoy Sally uh, just as much next week. Uh, and so until then, you'll be sure to subscribe to uh, the podcast anywhere where you get your podcasts and uh, be sure to check out our sub stack as well you'll see a link uh, down in the episode notes as well you'll see uh, a little bit of news here and there in between episodes every time we put a new episode out uh, all that will be available on our sub stack so hopefully we uh, we get you to subscribe and come back next week and uh, check out the sub stack and, and all the other stuff that we link to in the meantime and uh, and we'll catch you then